All right, everybody. Shalom and welcome to the Ishai Fleischer Show, broadcasting on the Land of Israel Network. From Jerusalem to the world, you're a part of it wherever you are. And shalom and welcome to Rabbi Mike Foyer. Rabbi Mike, shalom. Oh, shalom, Ishai. It's good to see you. So good to see you yet again here at beautiful Pardes Institute uh, in Talpiot, Jerusalem. Lovely being here today. It is it is hot. It has been a very hot summer. And then, like, I thought the temperature was about to dip down. Oh, and no. And then suddenly it came back with a, with a furnace blast, man. It is hot. It's hot out there. It's just really, really hot out there. Um, this week, Rabbi Mike, I got to do something very special. I got to say the Shechianu blessing with B'Shem Hashem Malchut, right? With, with full... Full regalia. Full force. Full force name of God Almighty. Isn't that funny? And but his like, kingship. Right. Because we, we could say a blessing. Sometimes when you're like with the kids or something, you're like, all right, we could say a blessing, but without God's name, you know, just to teach them to that you got excited about something. But as I was driving through the new interchange uh, called the Rosemarine Interchange, the new connection between the Bagan Highway and Route 60 towards Gush Etzion, I let out a full-fledged... Oh, it's finally open. They opened it up. And wow. I, as I drove the first time through this new road in the land of Israel, I, I just felt a, a sensation that I must bless the Lord for the new road in the land of Israel, which has never existed. And it's going to make a significant impact on your travel time. Well, in, in, but here, herein lies the rub, right? <laughs> you just moved past it. <laughs> no, it's so funny what happened. I'm driving. I said the blessing. Suddenly, I'm driving through this wide new road that has tunneled under the earth of the land of Israel, a widened out road leading towards the biblical places of Bethlehem, Ephrat, uh, uh, and Kirat Arba Hebron through the mountains of Judea. But as I drive and say the blessings uh, with, with, this, with this great uh, you know, pride and emotion, and suddenly I have to hit the brake pedal because I entered, entered into something called traffic. Now, check oh. this out. Here's, here's the deal. There's still, one of the reasons there was a lot of traffic is that they're working out some of the uh, kinks you know, in, in that whole interchange. But the other reason is the following. Jewish people are good at many things. But one thing that we're not good at is merging. We are not known. We are <laughs> not the, in this country. We are known as as the startup nation. We are we are holy people. We are light unto the nations. But it says nowhere that we're the merging nation. Or a nation that dwells alone. We don't mix well. Right. Moreover, we've been under we've been tread up upon for a long time. That's right. Nobody's getting in front of me in this right. line. Right. That's it. That's it. <laughs> whether listen, it's the bus, whether listen, it's the highway, or the post right. office. That's right. Do you know somebody got in front of me on the line at Auschwitz? Maybe, but now yes, I ha- exactly. I'm going to move forward. Oy and now, now, now. Here's the thing. See, a Jew can take a certain amount of merging. For example, if the guy's got to slide in front of you and you got to tuck your legs in and shul so you can so, get to seat, right? Okay, he's got to. I can. I can deal with that once or twice. But if there are four lanes merging at one time into one lane, yeah, bad plan. There's a lot of and and there is a lot of anger. Really, you could see two thousand years of anger yeah. welling up. I I'm glad you're mentioning that because I do feel like it primarily comes out on the roads around here. It comes out on the roads because you know the roads are sub they're subconscious. A lot of your driving is not conscious; it's right. subconscious. And the feelings that you have about the road are so. I, for example, if I'm thinking, I slow right down to like old man pace. If I'm if I'm clear headed, then I'll you know drive fast. Right. Really, really, the, my subconscious. Very very much affects my driving. But in any case, Jewish people are not the merger nation. We're just not the merger <laughs> nation. That's just not our thing. Except for our brothers on Wall Street. 
Yeah, that's a different kind of merger. But like, but like here, it's like it's like I don't, I just and anyway, there. What does merger mean? It's merging somebody else's stuff into e- mine, right? Exactly. Okay, that's fine. You know, I merger and acquisition, right? Yeah, exactly. But here, it's not. It's like I have to give. I have to give up. And and just you know, like imagine it when you you know how my wife knows how to take the cards, the two side, like you split the deck into two, and then you go you shuffle, right? right shuffle it shuffles deck. in, right? Imagine if one card's like no. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going underneath this card. I mean, I don't know how far we want to go with this, but I live in Mali Dimim. It's a wonderful city, over forty thousand people. There's not one traffic light, right, in the entire city. Right, it's a lot of circles. It's all about traffic circles, and it was lauded to us when we moved there. We don't have one traffic light in this city. Right, bad idea. Right, because 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 <laughs> because because you put British people on a roundabout and they take turns. Right, you put Israelis on a roundabout and it is war. Right. The thing is, is that it's very subjective. Uh, the, the the traffic circle. Yes. It's like, like whose turn is it really? Right, or can I make it? Can right. I not? Is he really in the circle already, or right. is he like in that part of the circle that's not really in the circle? A traffic light is a lot less. Yet still leaves some room for. Unfortunately. <laughs> right. Yellow. Do I hit the gas? Yeah. What is it with giving a yellow so you rev your engine before you're supposed to? Right. Go? Do you notice by the way the yellow in Eretz Israel is much longer? It's like it's like hit, like hit the gas, yes. but then you have to just where am I catching this yellow? Is this a yellow, yellow sunrise orange? or a yellow sunset? Right, exactly. okay. That's what I'm always. All right, wondering. come on, focus here, people. All right, no, but it's it is it is it is funny, and it just made me think about uh, about our beloved country. That it's really it's got a lot of stuff, but mer- merging is just not our thing, and it's tough because we do have to merge. There's a lot of merging that has to happen. It is true. And I said this to my good friend Alex Trayman. I said to him this 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 little thing about the merging. He Abort. Says, he says to me. Uh, he says. He says, of course we're not merging. We're emerging. Oh. Alex, very smart guy. And he said to me, like, we're, not, we're in a process of emerging. Every single one of us is emerging. And I need a little space for that, and please. And need space, and I'm not into merging right now. Yes. Right? Uh, like, 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 give me a break. I, That's I, why you have, like, five different shuls with different nusachot, with different liturgies down the same block. Right. Where, why don't they just merge into one big Jew? We're not there yet. Right. And I don't know if we'll ever be there in some way. Maybe we'll be a little calmer about the merge in the road. But there is an element of like... Tribalism. It's a very important part of us <laughs> in the positive sense. Yeah. In the sense of a diversity within the unity of the Jewish people. Right. And also, and also a need for certain self-expression mm-hmm. and spaces, you said. <clears throat> that's also driving, you know, building. It's also, you know, that's what... That, in, in some element, it's actually the best of the entre- entrepreneurial feeling. Like, I want to do my thing. Do it myself. I'll be my own boss. Yeah. Right. All right. Speaking of being your own boss. You ain't the boss of me. <clears throat> right. We're going to, right. You ain't, that's right. You ain't the boss of me. That's right. Although here in Israel, by the way, kids never say it's a free country. No. You don't, you don't say that. Here. They say, they say, you're like, talo machlit. <laughs> you, don't, you don't make you're decisions not, around here. <laughs> like, oh, sorry, I just pay the bills. You're not the king. That's right. Okay, you're not the say. That's right. You pay the bills. That's right. Yeah, there is a, some level of, uh, you notice that, that, that sometimes... Ch- children, children have a lot of. Um, they have the sense about themselves that they they're not the property of the parents. They know they kind of know that instinctively. They're like, look, y- you know, you you may be my, you may have fiduciary duty to me, but that you know, and I may have a religious duty towards you. But you, you know, don't own me, right? You don't own me because I'm my own entity, and and really every Jewish soul really is, and every person really yeah, is. You wouldn't want to take that away from your children, right? You wouldn't want that, and you want that independence, and you want them to 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 feel safe to, down the line. And th- these are all big issues, really, um, under, underneath uh, these, these, this kind of humorous... Uh, jocularity. Yeah, jocularity. There's really big issues that are happening here. And, and it really, I did really see a new road being born here in the land of Israel. I really did see that that new road 
everybody wanted to emerge in that road. You know what I mean? They wanted to the They wanted to come out of that tunnel. Do I need to say any more? You know nope. what I mean? They wanted to be born out of that tunnel, and and they wanted their space. Um, and that fits right into uh, the first line of our Torah portion today, our double Torah portion. I must admit that because I'm moving houses right now, I was not <coughs> totally aware of the fact that we have a double Torah portion, and I prepared the first Torah portion. That's okay, because I'm also trying to emerge into my, into my new house. Also, by the way, just parenthetically, I, I did run yesterday in the internal... Zahut party uh, elections, and I got to eighth place, oh. which was really very good. Actually, much better than I expected. <clears throat> on on uh, from two from from twenty five people who ran and voter base of about two thousand five hundred, I got eighth place. I was quite quite actually happy with that, frankly, and and much better than I expected. Um, any case, again, emerging right. But now the first line of this week's Torah portion, which is in the book of Deuteronomy, Dvarim, Torah portion is Nitzavim. It starts chapter. Uh, 29 verse 9 uh, according to the Bishop of Canterbury that's where we start today and he says and it says Atem nitzavim hayom kulchem lifnei Hashem lokechem you are standing today all of you before Hashem your God but I just want to get stuck just on the first phrase kulchem like you're, the whole of you and you're in, the entirety of you as a people and that could be past and present but also the whole of me, which is all my good things and all my bad things. You stand before the Lord. First thing, first thing is the Lord sees the whole of you. He sees your good stuff, your bad stuff. There ain't no hiding away. There ain't no faking it with God. But also, I'm going to serve you, Hashem, with my wholeness. Even with my, with my tensions and my problems and my issues, I'm going to serve you. I mean, even when I'm going to falter, I'm going to try to serve you. Well, as we talked about last week, everything comes from God. Right, and even if the act of service is to put some part of me aside and say this is not who I want to be, that's an act of service. Right? There is no and because if you ignore parts of yourself and pretend they're not given to you by God, they'll always come back and bite you. So, so you have to kind of announce to yourself, like, a, like a, I just, that, that caught me what you just said. Now that you know that's not the prevalent zeitgeist of our time to say I'm going to set aside a part of me. I'm going to lashbit. Right. I'm going to turn off. Or, or, or not, like, for example, I always wanted to be a rock star. It didn't happen, and I put that aside, that dream. No, I'll take it one step further. I came to a religious lifestyle at a relatively late stage in my life, around age 25. There are many things I've done. There are many um, thoughts I've had, maybe habits I've picked up along the way, you know, beliefs, etc. And I believe that what it means to be who I am now is not to pretend that that part of my life never happened, which unfortunately is a phenomenon that we're aware of with people who are newly religious, but rather to go through each and every one on the level, really on some level of going through each and every memory, each and every experience and saying, is this coming with me or am I leaving this behind? Mm. There needs to be a full, you know, there is a definition of a munah, of, uh, of faith, which is it begins with a faithfulness to yourself. You actually have to be who you are before you can enter into the covenant that's about to follow on this image that you're, you're pointing out, right? Oh, you're all here today. And, and Moshe later says, the people who are with us literally now and the ones that aren't with us literally now. Right. But your point is, and each of you is fully present. Why? Because you're about to enter into a covenant with God. You can't leave part of yourself out of that. It's not a covenant which is contingent. Listen, on Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday, God, I'm with you. But, you know, like, you know, Monday, Wednesday, I've got other obligations. It doesn't work like that. You're either in, fully in, or you're out. And you do see that a lot today. There is movements even in the religious world. There always have been where... where where there's a kind of sense like, okay, like I'll do it ritualistically, and so the ritual part of it I'll keep, because I'm traditional, and okay. Mm-hmm. But like that's not really the, the, the life that I lead. I lead a 
let's call it a modern life or a secular life. You know, yeah, I'll keep the nice stuff. I would argue that that is the nature of religion. I mean, religion, by definition, as it emerged through history, right, is a set of beliefs, behaviors, and practices that negotiate our, our relationship with God. What we're talking about here is a covenantal relationship. It is all-consuming. Right? It defines, it is the context of my life. It is also filled with things I do and I believe, et cetera. But it's, it's interesting you say that because I sometimes think about myself, and I'm sure that many of my listen, the, our listeners are the same. I, know, I think you're the same as well. I'm, cer- I'm certain of it. And, me, and most of my friends are, are like this. In that, like, I am... My, my life is totally consumed with this issue of, of Israel, Judaism, Zion, building the country of, on many different levels. But I feel, I feel like, like I'm like reading a book, it'll, ev- it'll be a history book of our people or a, you know, it's, it's, like, it's like, and I'm wondering if it's, all, if it's always been that way or it's also a product of our time, which is this great renaissance to try to understand it and, and to encompass it and, and, to, and to live it and to build it. You, you know what I'm saying? I, I think yeah. maybe if I lived 500 years ago, I might be concerned with other things because I just didn't feel like this movement is so well, huge. That, that state of being, that, that sort of wholeness of devotion, is a definition of brit, of covenant. Right? It's, it's a misira mukhletet. It's an absolute devotion to. And I think perhaps the reason that you experience it that way is it's not just a renaissance that we're living through culturally, historically, intellectually, spiritually. It's a new covenant that is emerging for our people. And I know that's got an edgy tone to it, but in the same way that Ezra and Nehemiah, the great leaders of the last return design, right, saw fit to make a covenant, a brit amana, with the people who returned, even though they all believed they were obligated under the Torah and the old covenant was still in full force, it wasn't. That's not it. It's that experientially, that act of of a wholeness of commitment is a tremendous vessel for holding through the challenges that are all around us. So I absolutely agree with you. Yeah, it's like it's like the road gets me excited, you know. The, the <laughs> and I want to point out to our listeners the power that you gain—not just power in terms of like you know the emperor power, right? But power in terms of the depth of experience and the and the sort of wholeness of life through that commitment. Oh yeah, it's an inner state. In the same way, by the way, um, we should all be blessed I to be see, happily I see married. Tourists all the time that come here to Israel—they see it. They're like, wow, this is an immersive thing. Right. The whole shtick of it, the whole kit and caboodle of it. Yeah, I think the best, the model that people might be more familiar with is marriage. A happy marriage is not something you do. It's not even someone that you're with. It is the context of your whole life. Right. Uh, just, just parenthetically, yesterday, first thing, I had an, a crazy day yesterday. And one of the craziest things is that the 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 minister of internal affairs Misrat Apnim right Ari, Rabbi Arya Derry I came to Hebron came right. to Hebron right and that, I was that with put him. a little wrinkle in your schedule I'm sure no it was I was it was planned and it, but it, it actually did at the end because it, it went a little bit longer than I knew I didn't know there was going to be a celebratory dinner and stuff and I want to tell you something it was fascinating and I can't go into all the various aspects of it because of time and, and other issues as well but just a few little things I want to tell you. Number one, Ari Deri is a very famous person here in Israel. For better or worse. For better and for worse. <laughs> yeah. Right? For better and for worse. But two things I want to tell you. One is that he got up to speak at the end at dinner. He didn't speak the whole time. He got up to speak at the end. And he said to one of the workers who's been heading up one of the kind of political channels through which uh, the state of Israel has related to the Jewish community of Hebron. He's like, 30 years ago, I hired you when I was Minister of Internal Affairs. And today I am here again 
and I'm and I'm we're now change we're now upgrading the this um uh this this municipality to be a real municipality. So 30 years ago I was minist- internal minister and here I am again. He was the youngest uh, minister of internal affairs ever. Just just to just to see a person like that who says like I and and then he started recalling all the minutia details of what they did back then to set it up so that t- today they can make it bigger. I was like, whoa, that's awesome. Second thing is that he was davening Mincha, the rabbi, Rabbi Ari Deri, again, a very contentious figure here in Israel. And they handed him a shofar right at the end of Mincha. It was a tiny little shofar, a tiny little shofar. Okay? Those are hard to blow. The hardest ones to blow. Yep. And it lo- I looked at it, I saw that it had a, kind of a crack, it looked a little gnarly, and I'm like, oh man, big bad politician. Moment. Yeah, bad, bad moment. <laughs> he puts this thing to his mouth, he blew it, man, not one iota of a mistake. It was like, it was just like, he like, I was just like, oh my God, this tiny little shofar, and this man, this famous Jewish man in the land of Israel, Tetris, who also is a, is a rabbi, a, great, a big leader, and also sat in prison for like seven years. We're talking about a very contentious figure. Just boom, nailed it. I was, I'm telling you, man, I had a moment of like, I had an awe moment. That is it all, that's a wow moment. Yeah, it was a wow moment. I don't know how we got I couldn't even make a sound out of a shofar like it that. It was a tiny little thing. I'm telling you, the worst kind. Yeah. You know what I'm talking no, about. I know exactly what they let kids about. play with. Yeah. You know, and I, was, I, was, I couldn't believe it. It was very, very interesting. And, and just to, to add to that, just one final thought, which is that Hebron, uh, Hebron, the Jewish community of Hebron, is finally, after many, many years, uh, getting a, a more uh, normalized political framework. Yeah, Hashem. So it was huge. And, and, he, and he came in as the internal affairs minister, and he said that he'll even help us get to the next stages and stuff like that. Big stuff. And, and he comes from a totally different world and mindset. It's not like about holding on to land of Israel. It's about holding on to Torah and not letting the seculars get a hand on them. And it's about Sephardi victory over Ashkenazi. It's, it's a whole different it's set of stuff. It's a complex story. Right. His story is a complex story. Yeah, yeah, you should, sure. it, it, I would love, I would love, I would love if your show would also do from time to time like biographies. That's an interesting we're talking idea. about we're talking about the Jewish story here yeah, on the yeah, Land yeah. of Israel Network. I'm just telling the listeners Jewish story. That's your other show here uh, on the network. I would love if you would do bios from time to time. That that's be an interesting awesome. idea of modern people. Yeah, it would be awesome. Any people, any people you want, I would love to listen to that. Uh, bios are great. Any case, um, so 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 that that was just one of these moments of I guess I guess I'm connecting it to the last thing that we talked about, which is like this like all inclusive experience, you mm-hmm. know. Big leaders, big movements, move, and, and coming back to the land. And, and this week's Torah portion has the most, um, the, the, it's one of the most powerful connections between the idea of returning to God and returning to the land of Israel. And there's going to be a long paragraph here which mixes and weaves the story of the return to God. You'll return to God and I will return you to the land. And, and I, guess, I guess it keeps going because there's a chicken and egg thing because it's like, it's a yin-yang thing because you return to me, I'll return you to the land. You return to the land, you're really going to be returning to me and I'll be returning to you. And I will return to the land. Right. Right. And I will, right. The, uh, the shachin et uh, shmo sh- right. b'tzion. I mean, the idea is that, that our awareness, I think we touched on this last week in terms of what it means to have God's name. It's like our awareness is the primary vessel for God's presence, particularly in the land. And, and our, our experience together, this national experience, is why it 
cannot be so in in Chutzlars, outside of the land. There we can be very strong Jews. We have deep, deep Torah. Right? We can have you know powerful communities. But the collective experience of building together, rooted in the land, is the only vessel. It's why prophecy exists in the land. It's why the temple can only be in the and land. Prophecy does not exist outside of the land, unless in certain cases in the Bible there were prophets who began their mission here in the land and were exiled, like Ichazkel. But aside from that. No, this is this is where it happens. It's because of that capacity of Am Yisrael when we exist together, right? And I think that's part of the power of seeing someone, even as complex and controversial as uh, as Rav Ari Dei, he nevertheless he represents a very important part of that coming back together. One of the reasons that his life has been so complex and controversial is because it's not so simple. It's not so simple to come back together after two thousand plus years of being apart. I tell you, man, it was it was really for me. I'm, I'm jealous that image of him blowing the shofar is like. I, I have pictures of it. Yeah, yeah I don't. Know. No, no, you, no, no. You I the, cherish your story actually more than the picture. Even the picture will not fail you. That's that's how that's how yeah, real it was. Oh yeah, it was wow. One of these moments where like even the iconic picture is like is good. It, it was. I, I want to tell you, it was it was a very. It was just very interesting, and I took that position. By the way, I took the position right before he came. Like, I want to like. See how it all works. Yeah, instead of having thing. a frame of judgment that's going to push right. it where you want it to go. Yeah, yeah. I it think was, it's very it was wise. Very interesting. Yeah, it was, I do it a lot. I, I, I there's a lot well, of. You've got to see a lot of people there. And by the way, it was when I was coming here to record. Right in front of me, just by quote unquote coincidence, was uh, the director general of the community, uh, Uri Karzan, who's a listener to the show, and he was very super instrumental in, in the whole event yesterday, and really got to hear the minister say a, a lot of the things that that Uri's been working on for a long time, which is to normalize. The Jewish community politically, it was. Uh, you should was quite be healthy and well and successful. Amen. Let's just read this for a second. I want to read this together because it's so important for for our specific, especially for our listeners. Uh, I'm reading now from chapter 30. It will be that when all these things come upon you, the blessing and the curse that I've presented before you, that you will take it to your heart amongst the nations where Hashem your God has dispersed you. Anybody, anybody having any bells ring right now? Anybody's like hearing God's call as, as you're amongst the nations that you've been dispersed? And you will return unto Hashem your God and listen to his voice according to everything that I command you today, you and your children, with all of your heart and all of your soul. Then Hashem your God will bring your captivity and have mercy upon you and he will gather you from, the, from all the peoples to which Hashem your God has scattered you, scattered you if you're dispersed, will be at the ends of the heavens. From there, Hashem, your God, will gather you, and from there, he will take you. Hashem, your God, will bring you to the land that your forefathers possessed, and you shall possess it. He will do good to you and make you more numerous than your forefathers. Hashem, your God, will circumcise your heart and the heart of your offspring to love Hashem, your God, with all of your heart, with all of your soul, that you may li- live. Um, and it goes on in this fashion, but you see, the as we were speaking, the interwoven nature of you return to me I will return you to the land you return to the land I will return to the land and I will help you even follow me more closely and I I think that following more closely the image there of the circumcision of the heart is a very important one because there is a misunderstanding that that was a phrase that was coined by Paul right in in the early years as followers of Jesus whereas you see very clearly here, actually, this is the goal of what it is to be a Jew. But it happens in the land. Because history is the primary vehicle for causing that removal of the sort of the fatness of the heart. Right? You can keep the laws in a vacuum. 
you could have a technical system of religion in Brooklyn or in North Africa or wherever. But the divine intimacy that makes it into a covenant as opposed to a list of religious things I have to do today, that happens here, right? At least as a whole. I mean, I can judge every individual where they are, et cetera, because it does say you're going to search God and find him with your heart. So obviously it's possible. But that, and that could also happen outside of the land that, of Israel. That's may, what I'm you saying. You very well have a situation where you hear him there. Yes, but it leads right. It leads here. To the, yeah, the, the the door opens up. The light at the end of the tunnel. The the the, the proverbial you know the the yellow brick road. The the yep. sense the sense of where of where it's all going. And but it, it's, and it's just powerful I want to tell me. you. Yeah. I've had the big schud of of and I think this network and I know that your show now has the schud of leading people. Absolutely. To, to follow that uh, to follow that road. I mean, I can tell you as a teacher, I've also had the merit of like running into students years later. You lost track of them. They're here. They've been through the army. They're married. They've got kids, and it's just an incredible feeling to have a piece of um, helping someone come home. Yes, yes, it is. It is an amazing feeling. It is an amazing feeling. And here's a very famous uh, phrase. Uh, here's a very famous phrase, which is, goes the following. I'll read it in Hebrew because it's so so important. Ki um, mitzvah hazot, and this is more about Judaism and following Torah in general, not just the land of Israel. Ki mitzvah hazot. For it is this commandment, which I command you today. It's not far away from you. It is not, it's not, it's, it's not impossible for you to reach. It's not far away from you. It's not in the heavens. It's, who's going to go up to the heaven and bring it down for us? It's too, it's too, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's too uh, esoteric. From us. esoteric. That's the word. It's too esoteric from us. We're not, we can't, we can't reach it, you know. Uh, who's going to kind of sound it off to us after going to the heavens and bringing it back and we should do it after, after getting an explanation no it's not, it's not across the sea it's not some kind of you know, philosophy that's not uh, attainable who's going to cross the sea and bring it to us and he's going to teach it to us and we'll, we'll follow it it is very close to you. This thing is very close to you. Beficha in your heart, ubelvavcha in your excuse me. Beficha in your in your mouth. It's it's. Uh, I don't. I want. Let's ask about that. Ubelvavcha in your heart to do it. Lasoto. Okay. It's close to you. It's 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 attainable to you. I'm telling you right now that what I've taught you is not beyond your capacities. That's very nice of God. It's it's wonderful, and that power of saying it's not just close to you, like it's next to you. It's actually in your mouth and in your heart. What does that mean in your mouth? What is it in your mouth? Well, I mean, the, classically, the power of Am Yisrael is in, in the peh, right? In, right? in the sense that the, the mouth is the primary means for expressing one's internal experience out into the world. Right? Right. In the same way that God creates the world through speech, we ourselves bring our world into being through our speech. You have some inner experience and you want to give it reality. The first and most powerful way, perhaps... Is, is through speech, right? Mm-hmm. And, and there's also a very important educational posture here for people who may feel like, oh, it's very nice, you know, you know, Rabbi Yishai and Rabbi Mike, that you guys have been learning Torah for how long and you're living there in the land of Israel. And like, it seems so far away from me because maybe I don't speak the language or maybe I don't have teachers near me, etc. Notice what it says. It says, right, that it's, it's, it's very close to in your mouth and your heart to do it. And it's telling you that really the primary educational tool is action, right? 
You, you may not know the details. You may not know the best way. But if you start acting, it will draw out from you, first of all, insights. And second of all, a deeper desire to learn. Right. Right? That's that famous story about Rav Yisrael Salant, who was the founder of the Musa movement, the ethical, moral movement. And, and, and they once asked him, it was a controversial movement at the time, if a person only has one hour a day to learn, what should they do? And, and what should they learn? He says, you should learn Musa. And they, ah, see, you're trying to replace learning the Quran. He says, no, because if you spend an hour a day learning Musa, you realize you have more than an hour a day to learn. Mm-hmm. Right? If you start doing, things will happen. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, um we got we got to tame the the tame like the, the tame that the, take that fat off the heart or really I like to call it a cataract like a, a kind of blockage yeah uh, and and but but it's like God says to you like but like don't, don't worry I didn't make this thing to be impossible to reach or esoteric or it's 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 doable and it's fun there's a beauty to it uh, I'll just make a little bit of a joke but it's a rabbi's joke so I'm, I'm allowed to make this joke it's not my there was a rabbi that, that they once I for, there's a name but it was a rabbi <laughs> they asked him why why is why is uh, procreating the first mitzvah in the Torah so that people would say oh this is fun so I, I, I want to do the rest of the Torah as well you <laughs> it know, they, started well yeah so you know like it's it's sweet and I have a shot on the um, the word vishinantam levanecha, teach it to your children. It means teach it, make them sharp and, and, and uh, uh-huh. say it recurrently, right? That's the basic meaning. But I say vishinantam is show them your teeth when you're teaching to them, i.e. show them that you're smiling. Got to smile. Show them that it's fun. Make it, make it yummy. Can I, can I tell you a sweet story from the Shabbos walking uh, home from shul? If it's my son, which is not such a long walk for me, it's across the street. But he says to me, he says, Abba, I'm the oldest boy. When are we going to learn the real Torah? Because I've been learning these sort of like Torah stories with sure. him. You know? I was like, okay, I guess we're going to start the Shabbos. You know, just my, my really neighbors moving. are really good at that. My neighbors in, where I live in the Mount of Olives, they're really good at teaching their kids the real Torah. I always get nervous about that. Uh-huh. Like, am I going to really be able to teach my kid like Mishnah and stuff? I'm not even that great at it. You know what I mean? Right. And like the, 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 the Israeli like religious Haredi, uh, Hardal, the um, kind of hardcore religious Zionists uh, of the Torah variety, they're really good at that. I mean, yep. they're really good at that. I know, I learned Torah, uh, the Talmud people, they know exactly which death one gets for which sins, you know? They're always like, no, that's Beskila. No, that's Besaif. I'm just like, oh, why do you know that? You <laughs> like, know? Why and are you holding these, that? Right, and then there's these other Jews that know like, no, that not that door in the Beit HaMikdash. He goes over the Chel and he goes into this. And they have the whole blueprint of the Beit HaMikdash and the Mishkan in their head. I've been working on that lately. And they have, and they know the Korbanot. They know which Korbanot with which thing goes which when they have that in their head it's the Mishnah yeah yeah, they're solid like that yeah. and I myself feel like oh my gosh you know I, I can't wait to uh, to uh, to what <laughs> to <laughs> to pass it off to, to my son's teachers no you know I, I'm actually looking forward to that but it's not easy you know what I mean we're no we're good at teaching the stories we're good at teaching uh, you, you know the, the, the big ideas the big exciting ideas. yeah but, but, but Judaism is nitty gritty Nitty-gritty, yeah. and, it's, and it's fun when you have a great teacher, you know, but it's, it's not so simple to always pass that on to our children. That's why you have to have also live in a place with a good school, good, good Jewish education. And more than anything else, you have to find a way to let it excite you. Right. Because, you know, your children will love what excites you. Right. Okay, so let's just finish off this Torah portion by saying that it ends off... Uh, oh, so I was at the Western Wall, and I have, I have my friend Mayor Eisenman, and Mayor Eisenman is a renowned tour guide. He is really great. And he, I got to tell you something, one of the people that has taught me something, he is nuts about Yerushalayim. Everything to him is Yerushalayim. You know how you read those Hasidic stories and they're like, everything for him was Sukkot. Everything for him was Purim. Yeah, everything yeah, was yeah. Shabbos. Everything sure. was Shabbos. 
For him, everything is Yerushalayim. I everything like is Yerushalayim. That's what it is for him. Everything is Yerushalayim. It's, it's real. And he said to me, he goes to me at the Kotel, he goes, Yishai, what is the Torah all about? I'm like, what? He's like, it's Yerushalayim. Everything is about Yerushalayim. And he starts explaining to me how he'd come to this conclusion. And I was thinking about that, and I was like, I really liked, and I was like, he's right. But then I was like, but what else is like that? And you know what the other thing that it's like that? There's only one other thing that I could come up with. Everything is about Avraham, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. Everything comes back to the forefathers and mothers. It always comes back to Avraham, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. And the Torah portion finishes, and it says, to love Hashem, your God, to listen to his voice, to cleave to him, for he is your life and the length of your days, to dwell upon the land that Hashem swore to your forefathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob to give to them. That, like, you know, the, 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 the end is about the beginning as well. Yeah, because as we've spoken about so many times, we are living a promise. And it's not just about our life. And living a promise. That is a good title for a book. Yeah. Weird. Living a promise. I'll let I you like write that. it. Yeah, okay. Free of charge. That All one. right, nice one. Good one. Uh, and you, always came up with, you also came up with the True Blue Jew. Right, well. That was a good one, okay? The third one I'm going to charge for. Okay, Living a Promise is a good one. I like that. I, th- I yeah. think that's a good one. I'm going to look that up to see if that's out there. Okay, we're going to switch gears. We're going to go into an- another Torah portion, Vayelach. Before we do, I just want to quickly shout out to the folks that are supporting the show. First thing, it is the month of Elo, ladies and gentlemen. It's the month of giving tzedakah. It's extra charity time. So I urge you to please donate to the Land of Israel Network. Go to thelandofisrael.com. Support our shows. Support our, our teaching uh, to the world through this technology, please be part of it. Uh, also, you can go to ishaifleischer.com, support the show. Of course, dedicate your shows uh, to somebody, something. This is the this is the month to do it. And right now, one of the ways to get some expiation, a little bit of a better a better seat in in the in the in the synagogue of heaven, is is to uh, throw down uh, uh, do of course. Uh, praying, fasting, but give tzedakah. It's a time to give some charity. Also, visit some of our sponsors, our good friends at uh, jbrick.com, make amazing Jewish Lego pieces. I love it myself. I think it's the coolest thing in the world. So that's jbrick.com, and you could get uh, Israeli soldiers, little things. I, 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 you know, and you could also, you could also buy one for your friend Yisha. You want, you want to make an order and send it over <laughs> to my house? I would love a, a little, uh, uh, you know, Lego. Jewish Lego, Tchelet, that's the blue string, that is the true blue Jew, that's the Jewish people coming back to the land and becoming Jews of color, uh, and we are now blue string again, so that is dot com. the Land of Israel Network, certainly very important, uh, not only sponsor, but really the host of the show, uh, and Hebron, come to visit us, by uh, visit uh, our Facebook page, uh, visit our Facebook page, which is Hebron uh, Official, but also uh, check us out on the web at hebronfund.org and we have a tour every Wednesday with Rabbi Simcha Hachbaum, the best of the best and of course donating to Hebron is donating to the forefathers and mothers to Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, Sarah, Becca and Leah and Rachel Imenu she's connected certainly uh, although she, I like to ask groups where is, who's buried in, in the tomb of Rachel and as opposed right. to Grant's tomb. That's right, exactly. What can I throw in there? That yeah. I'm also in this season trying to increase my patrons for the coming season of The Jewish Story. You can find the information there at my Facebook page, Rav Mike Foyer at Facebook.com. Rav Mike Foyer? Well, I think it's Rav just Rav Mike. Mike. Yeah, Rav Mike at Facebook. That's right. Yeah. Facebook.com you know, forward slash uh, Rav Mike. Very good. So now we're going to shift gears also in terms of the Torah portion, and we just have about 10 minutes. Uh, and this Torah portion is... Fortunately, it's a short one. It's a short one, but also the name of it is like, oh, it, just that name of this Torah portion hits you in the gut. And it's just called Vayelech. Right. It means he's leaving. He's, he's out. leaving. Yep. He's like, I'm out. I'm out of this here. This is the Mic day. Drop. This, this is the is, last day. 
dang. Moshe Rabbeinu is like, this Torah portion is called me out. I'm out of here. Yeah. Moshe was here, okay? And it's like just that name of Vayelech. He's like, no, you can't go. We, you've been with us. You're everything for us. That's, you could say that also because the whole Torah, the whole Torah is Moshe Rabbeinu. Oh, right? yeah. And in Moshe Rabbeinu, just to, you know, just to, just to, just to imagine to see Moshe Rabbeinu's glowing face. And here he, 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 and here, look, the article says, Moses takes leave. Okay. <laughs> Moses he, exits stage left. Right. right. Oh, my gosh. Moses went and spoke these uh, words to all of Israel. He said to them, I am 120 years old today. I can no longer go out and come in. For Hashem has said to me, not because I don't feel good. Hashem has said to me, you shall not cross the Jordan. And basically, uh, we're going to learn that Joshua is going to be installed instead of Moshe Rabbeinu. And then Moshe is going to uh, give us yet another mitzvah. And that mitzvah is the mitzvah of Hakel, which is uh, reading the Torah on, that the king of Israel has to read the Torah on the seventh year uh, of, the cycle, of, the, of the Shemitah cycle in the Beit HaMikdash. And everybody's got to hear him read the Torah. The king reads the Torah in Beit HaMikdash. It's, it, it's all together. It's Sukkot. God is with us. You know, there's a modern reenactment of Hakel here in Israel, which for me was a transformative moment. Yeah. I made Aliyah, came to the land of Israel right before Rosh Hashanah, at the which the start of the new seven-year cycle. And so that Sukkot, they reenacted Hakel in the Kotel Plaza. Tens of thousands of people. The president at that time was Moshe Katsav, who unfortunately is also a complex story there. But he read from the Torah in front of all of, all of uh, Am Yisrael, and it was just an incredible, incredible experience. Yes, yes, and and we should be doing more of those kind of reenactments. We should visualize that. It's one of my one of my one of my critiques is that we haven't done enough to to visualize these things. One of the great organizations that has done something like this is I think the Temple Institute, sure. which has really what what have they done? Have they built a temple? No, but they've built it in our minds. They've built it in our minds. They have created the visuals, the physical visuals for us to imagine it. Yep. Just to imagine it and to make it have realness to us. That is a tremendous... One of my favorite pictures in the Temple Institute is a picture, a painting of the Beit HaMikdash where you see the light rail That's right, going the, below the, it. The Jerusalem light rail going yeah. below it. By the way, I wanted to say something earlier and, and I, I, I now remember, I, like, I don't know how I veered off of it, but just want to say one thing. So I, I, I saw in this big event that we had yesterday, there were a few other notables. One of them was a not so notable, but notable. He was the mayor or the head of the, the uh, Glilot um, municipal area. What do we call that? Uh, oh, gosh. Regional, you know, regional, regional council. Regional council. That's it. The Glilot regional council. I, excuse me. The Megilot regional council. Uh-huh which is the area of the Dead Sea. Dead Sea, yeah. It's one of the poorest of all the regional councils. Very sparse. Not heavily populated at all. Not heavily populated. Hard to get to and just, just hot. hot. You know, <laughs> hot and salty and just like, dang. Yeah, tough they would place. call the Dead Sea for nothing. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I said to him, Mr. Adoni uh, Roshamotza, uh, Mr. Head of the Regional Council, how are you? And he looked at me funnily. I said to him, can I say something to you? I have a weird idea for you how to draw more interest in your area. You know, people are weird, you know, and you're a mayor, you got to hear weird people say I'm sure hears it, I'm yeah. no different. So I said to him, I got, I got an idea for you. I came up with an, uh, with an ultra sport, a super sport. What do you call them? An extreme sport. Extreme sport. For your region. 
to make it famous around the world. It's the Dead Sea Triathlon. You run from like the Negev to the Dead Sea. Oh. Then you swim the Dead Sea, whatever, a certain amount. Right. And then you run up Masada. The person who gets the top of Masada is the Maccabee. And the rest of them are probably dead on the no, road. Nobody's going to be dead mostly because <laughs> because well, we're going to we're going to we're going to we're going to watch over them. You know, we're going to have boats and all that. It's an extreme sport. That sounds pretty extreme. But imagine the visuals, man. Oh yeah. Imagine the visuals because people don't know it's the most one of the most dramatic and beautiful oh, places for in the sure. world. And people like extreme sports today. That's like a thing. It's a thing. It's a thing. People are going for like wacky stuff like that. Okay. Okay. Imagine like. So what did he do? Did he say yes? Uh, he looked at me he smiled, quizzically. Nodded. He smiled, nodded, and I said to him, "How about I write the stuff for you? I'll send it over." And he said, "Thank you. That would be that would be great. Wonderful." Uh, uh, he he. There was a glimmer for a second where where I think he might have thought, you know, I hope not more wacky Americans move down here. I don't know what he <laughs> thought, but no, I I think there was some interest there. But I I will write him if 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 listeners to the show write me an email, ishaitalantofisrael dot com, and tell me it's a good idea, then uh, then I will uh, I will certainly write him that email. Uh, let's just finish this off. Uh, there's a lot of preparation at the end of this Torah portion for the song. Yes. Next week's Torah portion, Parshat Hazino. It is a um, a poem, a song, uh, and uh, kind of uh, other. Th- th- it, it mirrors and parallels the Song of the Sea. In, in that, in that, but this one is at the end of Moses' life. That was the pinnacle of Moses' career. This is the end of his life, and it has in it uh, a, a vision of the future and all that. There's a lot of preparation for for this song. And for and and as Moses it says here, uh, uh, kind of uh, as he's giving his kind of final testimony uh, and his final things that he's saying to us, he's preparing us from for this song. Tell me what that's about. What what is that? Why why do we need such a preparation for this song? Has Zeno for next week's Torah portion? Well, you know, if you have a strong message, you want someone to hear it. They have to be open to it. Right. Uh, and and part of that preparation is a very strange sort of statement. God says that listen, when when Moshe's gone, you're gonna blow it. And I'm going to get angry. Mm. And I'm going to hide my face. I will hide, I will will hide, double hide. Surely hide my face. And Moses leaving itself is is God hiding his face. Well, and and handing on the song. and, And there's two ways to read this. One is sort of like a classic, you know, God is the father, you know, saying, no, 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 you're going to mess up. I never believed in you in the first place. It's hard to buy at this point. Right. Right. But the other way to see it is at a certain point, you're going to have to grow up. Moshe can't be around forever. Mm. And part of growing up is failing. Wow. And I know you're going to do that. And, and in order to let you do that, I'm going to hide from you. Why? Because you can't be a child forever. And in order that you not be lost and alone, I'm going to leave you with this song. And the song has, you know, is a very profound vision of past, present, and future, which allows every generation to reconnect to the entire structure of the book of Devarim, which is as you get older, you realize that the truth of your experience you carry with you forward. Right? We have these amazing experiences in the desert. You're going to have more experiences as God. You're going to cross the Jordan River. You're going to conquer, and Jerusalem will rise. It'll fall. It'll rise again, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But I want you to understand, as you move forward in time, those things become more real and more true. You don't leave the past behind, right? And and that is the whole meaning of why Moshe is retelling all these stories in Deuteronomy, right, this retelling of the story. And Hazino is the pinnacle, the pinnacle of that moment. And God says, and then I'm going to hide from you, and you're going to be responsible for telling my story in the world. And in many ways, it's kind of where we are now. Emerging. 
Yeah. That's to emerge. Emerging as full adults who love God, not because he told us to, and not because he gave us candy, and not because he beat us when we were bad, but because he's real. And we are the ones who are responsible for making him real in the world. Believing in him and following him, even though he's invisible. Exactly. Not just believing, following, walking, like the Vayelech. We are going with God in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a very again. That, that is very profound. He's he's uh, Tati is leaving us, but uh, we're, he's leaving us responsible. Exa- exactly, leaving us in order that we can be responsible. Right, right. Grow up. Yeah, grow up. Come into the Garden of Eden and come into the world and, and, and help it be what it's supposed to be. That's right. All right, folks. We're out of time here at the Yishai Fleischer Show here on the Land of Israel here in Jerusalem and here in body and soul. Thank you, God, for the opportunity. Thank you, Rabbi Mike. Always a pleasure. Uh, for being with us today, and uh, let's get ready for Shabbat. And of course, the subtext behind this whole thing is that is that is that w- it's it's not a coincidence. We're reading this these Torah portions with these big, profound ideas right as we enter a new covenant of a new year. It's game time, people. It's game Do time. Do not if you haven't woken up yet. Now is the time. Yes, yes, that's right. It is. It is really game time, and uh, there's a week left practically uh, till Rosh Hashanah. Blah, 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 blah. And, yep. uh, <laughs> and this year, it's a, it's, a, it's a doozy. Triple header. Triple header. Big time. Don't kill your family, okay? I just brought my mom in. The cavalry has arrived. Right, right. And, and, and the, uh, um, uh, the three-day food fest, prayer fest is about to begin. Pace yourself. Pace yourself and keep your eyes on the prize, the big That's stuff. That's right. All right, don't get, don't get bottled down, bogged down with small thinking and small stuff and kids' fightings and all that. There's big points to be won right now, big preparation to be done, and, and, and really a big harvest to be made, uh, and, and big things that God wants us to do in this world. Folks, I want to hear from you. Write me an email, yeshai at thelandofisrael.com. You can write to Rabbi Mike, Rav Mike, at, at thelandofisrael.com. And of course, if you don't have time to write to us, that's okay. Write to God right now. Focus in on this uh, great time and a great New Year's upon us. God bless you. Stay strong. Stay connected. Stay tuned. Stay part of the story of wherever you are. Shabbat Shalom and lots of love from the land of Israel and Jerusalem.